Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross at Fightful.com. It's Wednesday night. It's March 24th. You know what that means. NXT, AEW review. For how much longer? Who knows? Keep hearing that NXT is going to change nights. We'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll, we'll try to we'll, we'll keep you up to date. How about that? Well, right now, leave a thumbs up. Subscribe. Tap that bell for notifications. Get your super chats in if you want your question or statement read on the air like a couple of people already did. We'll get to those momentarily. I'm joined by Alex Pawlowski of Sour Graphs. Alex, how you doing? Uh, good. Uh, I, I somehow powered through uh, almost two hours of a Sour Graphs last night um, because sure you know, they, they, they broke up the Mustafa Ali retribution on the same <laughs> night that Burnt to a Crisp Fiend showed up. So I had things to say. And uh, apparently, it's like, you're welcome. Also, I'm sorry. Yes, we're also joined by Robert DeFelice, who is here almost every day on Fightful, talking yeah. wrestling. Yeah, every day. I'm just enjoying some of the quiet time before the next two weeks when we just <sighs> head into oblivion. That WrestleMania week is looking crazy. AEW tonight announced a house show Friday, which makes sense to me. Why wouldn't they do that? Sure. Okay. Yeah. We're doing it the Friday before WrestleMania. Well, we're going to go ahead and talk AEW. Reminder, thumbs up, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications, and most importantly, donate a super chat. It'll get your question or statement right on the air. Got an interview with EC3 dropping tomorrow. My fourth with him in a year, and each time he's had something categorically different to talk about. We discuss Andrade. We discuss people that he's he's seen with potential on the ROH roster. We talk about Dixie Carter, of all people. 
all that good stuff. We also interviewed Sledge. He has a very unique story. You're going to want to check that out, guys. If you haven't heard of him, this is a great way to get introduced to him. He is a ball of charisma. But uh, so is Kenny Omega, and he had one hell of a match against Matt Seidel. Now, this is the match that was set up on, I can't remember if it was Dark or Dark Elevation. I think it was Dark Elevation a couple weeks back. Or I know, I, I know how, I know exactly how long ago it was. Nine Last days! Week. Nine days! Yeah. Said, uh, Robert, <laughs> they had one hell of a match. You know, you got to give it to Tony Khan. I mean, he says he's not going to be a character on TV, but he is a character on TV and he books one hell of a match because these boys just stole it. They, it's going to be hard to top this one in terms of TV matches, at least on the male side of things for the rest of the year, because this match was absolutely insane. It humped. He did that twisting, or he, uh, Matt Seidel did that twisting senton where it's not like a whisper in the wind twisting senton it's like he does a full backflip then he twists his body it was incredible admittedly when this match was set i was like all right omega versus matt seidel okay that's cool but i know omega is gonna win well as it turns out kenny omega is real goddamn good and making me think that he's about to get pinned by absolutely anybody and honestly and and you could lump me in there feel like Matt Seidel needed to have this kind of match with this kind of person to remind people who he was and what he could do. Because by the end of this, I was not thinking, meh, uh, okay. I was sold a ticket on that victory roll out of the one-winged angel, Robert. That was incredible. Yeah, Seidel, I think, gets buried a lot in the, well, he was going to be a big thing 10 years ago in WWE, but it never clicked. So he's really only remembered for taking an RKO out of a shooting star press. But this match reminds you exactly why every promotion has wanted to work with Seidel. He is so good. Omega knows that people assume he's going to win. So he did that, you know, two and 15 sixteenths count perfectly. And this was really good. And I hope Matt Seidel is in the single title picture for a long time to come. Yeah, I mean, putting Mike Seidel in there does kind of seem very all-friends wrestling. Uh, but, I mean, they, they haven't put him in any spots that necessarily make me say, oh, he shouldn't be there. It just, it, they, we haven't seen that as of yet, and that makes me happy. But this match was nothing short of incredible. Of course, Kenny Omega gets to win with the one-winged angel. Uh, what of this did you see, Alex? And how did you feel about Seidel? Uh, we got Ryan B. Jam saying, I bought so hard on Seidel pinning Omega's one-winged angel counter, and uh, Omega is slow, er, slowly going crazy. Yes, <laughs> he is. Um, uh, the match, match was, uh, as you said, it uh, it humped. Uh, it, it humped all over the place. I I was uh, in awe of it because, as you said, I'm I'm like, yeah, my, Matt Seidel, okay, cool. That'll be a fun little seven minutes where he he'll get in yeah. some offense and Omega will make him will let him look you know let him look good and then he'll pin him. Um, I did not expect that was such a wonderfully creative counter to the one wing angel like he had to like bounce off the ropes at one point in order to do it while still being on uh, Omega's shoulders. That was so cool. Um, I'll tell you what this does. This makes me go now. I'm not gonna miss the next Matt Seidel match. Yeah, because to me, I I trust AEW enough to build on this to have this be basically Matt Seidel's coming out party 
on AEW. And the next time he, and you're going to build on this, then he's going to get some quality wins. Maybe he gets a TNT championship run down the line. That kind of a thing. He's definitely somebody to watch now. Evan Wright says Omega and Seidel was absolutely insane. Banger. And Kevin Steet said that uh, they really let Seidel, Conchi, and Silver shine tonight. They did. Oh, boy. There's there's a lot of good to talk about by that way because uh, there, there just is. There just is. And Seidel doing what he did tonight was was very, very important to, to his future. Um, Rafael Garcia says, Matt Seidel and Ryan Nimitz are the ultimate. Why can't you be more like your brother? I'll say uh, Matt, Ryan Nimitz has improved as well. Ryan Nimitz has gotten better from that first week when we we're like, we know why you're here type of stuff. Um, but yeah, I thought this match was just outstanding. I know that there's another super chat about the Bucks and Omega. We will get to that later. But Brian F says, inexcusable how WWE can't build Edge, Roman, Bianca, Sasha in two months when AEW sold me on Cage and Kazarian <laughs> and Omega and Seidel in two minutes. I well see. I don't think it's that they can't. I think it's that they choose to go the long and convoluted route while AEW makes the most of every minute they have on television. It's in a lot of ways, it's the benefit of being new, where WWE has been around for what seventy years at this point, and it's getting stale. Oh, it's been stale. They need to go back to basics. I think. I think there needs to be like a bit of a reset on it because NXT did that. I mean, for forever, like you wouldn't see a whole lot of like cage matches. You don't see any Hell in a Cell matches. Oh boy, are they past that point now? We will talk about convoluted this evening, my friends. Will we ever? Uh, <laughs> Hangman Page beat Cesar Bononi. I love this, Robert, because a squash win over someone who looks like Cesar Bononi is way more impressive than one over someone who looks like Drake Maverick. All due respect to Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick, amazing performer. He's he's great. And I love that squash match. But we're talking about two way different squash matches, and I loved them both. But when you're Hangman Page and you get one over six foot six Cesar Bononi, that that says a lot more than when you got Marco Stunt out there bumping for you. All due respect to Marco Stunt. Yeah, and again, I say it every week at this point, AEW has perfected the squash match. This is perfect. Cesar Bononi still, you know, shaking off some of the green, some of the ring rust. He was NXT's, I think, one to watch or breakout star of the year. That was like in 2017. They never did anything with him. He's basically got to start from the ground up, and this was really good. Yeah, this was really good. This is what I want to see. Really dug this. I liked seeing him in the background of the Dark Order segment earlier on. Uh, Lance Archer does a promo saying he respects Sting but has no problem taking his TV time because it's his time. Uh, they've never wrestled each other, Robert. I'm hoping this happens at like Murder Hawk Mountain or wherever the hell it was that he was beating up all those jobbers at once upon a time. Yeah, I'm thinking that's where they go. Uh, White Castle Fear, spin the wheel, make the deal if they can hold out that long. <laughs> there's there's something there with Jake and Sting. I, I like the idea of Archer getting an opportunity to shine with a guy like Sting. And he, he cuts a good promo, too. I really liked his promo. Ryan B. Jam says, I don't know, man. I don't think Cesar will ever get over without him having choo-choo noises. <laughs> oh. uh, me and Alex Palowski sat on this show just under four years ago mm-hmm. and said... Braun's the guy. 
He's the guy. It seems ridiculous now, but at the time we were absolutely right. And it's only because they didn't pull the trigger on him and make him the guy then that he looks like an absolute, a giant dweeb with choo-choo noises accompanying his run around the ring now because they didn't pull the trigger on him then. What a time that was. We were talking about how Roman Reigns was not the guy, but Braun Strowman was. They got what they wanted. (laughs) Braun... Braun is now the Big Show. Big Show left, and they needed a new comedy big guy, and they added choo-choo noises to Braun Strowman because I guess that's why Andre started the Hall of Fame. He must have had choo-choo noises, too. We just never heard it. As a wise man once said, Cricket Wireless has the nation's most reliable 5G. That's what they've turned Braun Strowman into. From the guy that, that throws people off loading docks onto stretchers into that guy. Check out my virtual meet and greet WrestleMania weekend. <sighs> anyway, uh, AEW. <laughs> Daniel says, how often will Sting have matches? Um, I would assume every two or three months cinematic style only. Yeah, quarterly. Uh, Ricardo Holt says, haven't seen anything yet. Have a great stream, y'all. Well, well thank you very much. Guys, if you're watching now, uh, leave a thumbs up. Please donate a super chat. Hey, man, you can have cricket. I'm, I'm just saying they're the they're the sponsor of WWE. They got him doing that stuff. There are some people you y- you make exempt from that. And Braun Strowman 2017 was one of those guys. Unfortunately, we know what he was doing by 2018. Yep. Um, <laughs> those those Lance Archer is a knockoff me Braun Strowman comments did not age well at all. Oh, boy. Um, So we got Dr. Britt Baker cutting a great promo. Ah, Jesus Christ. She calls out Thunder Rosa for saying that she put the women's division on the map. So this is her company. She doesn't need legends congratulating her. And she thanks Mick Foley for the thumbs up and says, it took you 20 years to be a hardcore legend. It took me one night. God. Damn, she's good at this. I'm sure Mick will make an appearance on Wednesday night if the price is right. I mean, that might be good. That might be good TV. I I love this. Britt Baker proves week in and week out that she has money. It's only a matter of time before she has the belt. That makes it all the more worthwhile. This is a great follow-up from last week. It's, Every yeah. week that goes by without the strap around her waist is a goddamn crime. She is so charismatic. She's so good. She she elevates everybody she works with. I'm 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 so uh so in awe of of where she was a year ago and and to where she is now where we were like, well, you know, I don't know if the, and all of a sudden it took like a heel turn, a few promos, some some uh, constantly improving ring work and what might be one of the best hardcore matches we've ever seen. And now she's absolutely bulletproof. She's just, it's, it's incredible. Uh, she did amazing here. It was a great way to bridge that gap. And for the love of God, give the woman a couple weeks off in the ring. Yeah. yeah Have yeah. her cut another promo tomorrow or something or do a backstage brawl. Uh, also, I reported on Fightful Select. Thunder Rosa was at the AEW tapings tonight, even though she was not on the show. A lot of people wondered once NWA was coming back, would that be would that be it for? Her? Would she be heading back there? 
And no, she was there tonight. That's good news. That's really, really good news. Brian Martin says both shows are really good tonight. As a wrestling fan, Wednesdays are the best. Walter's chops can kill a man. I'm not convinced they haven't killed a few men. Um, like, like that'll be one of those things where people die like 30 years from now, and they'll be like, "What was it? Oh, the slow burn from that chop. That's yeah, that's, yeah. that's what did him in. Uh, he uh, he got he got got an irregular heartbeat. Yes, and and then 30 years later, it went irregular all the way. Uh, let's talk about what, what Ryan B. Jam says. He mentioned Britt and Jade's promos. Jade cut a good promo tonight too. If this is the way that you got to stylize Jade Cargill's promos to have them be this good, I say do it, Robert. That's something. ECW embraced, accentuate the positive, hide the negative. Yeah, she would benefit from a Pulp Fiction style promo. This showed it. I think just keep pre-taping her. Looks great. Don't put her with Vicky and Nyla like they showed on Dark. I Mm. think she does need a mouthpiece, but I'm not feeling Vicky in AEW. So keep her on her own for now. Get her in the ring with Red Velvet. But Jade Cargill is a lot more money than I had assumed at the beginning of this. Yeah, I think Vicky's regressed a bit. Um, she is what she started out as in WWE, and we we don't have like there's not much besides the obnoxious stuff, and she, she we've seen her be better than that. Uh, Josh Cardenas says thoughts on JD Drake. Um, he's good. Any, he's any all right. You know, he's uh was a top guy in Evolve. He will be good in AEW if they keep him around. The story of his match was not, or the match they taped for him for Elevation next week was not J.D. Drake. It was Orange Cassidy's theme song, which I just yes. think Tony Khan is awesome for. Yeah, he got that Pixies theme song. Uh, we, we had a super chat about that as well that that I want to I, I wanna point out, but... Uh, yeah, J.D. Drake, uh, is Evan Wright saying Orange Cassidy's new theme is amazing. I love it. I love that they're willing to go out and get these themes, Alex. I, I, I love the story that he tried to get Jane, the Jefferson Starship Jane, which is yeah. what which is what he was on the indies, and he, they wouldn't return his emails for like a <sighs> year and a half. I'm like, it's Tony Khan, and I mean, like, listen, the Pixies, the Pixies, that's a, that's a seminal seminal work. It ain't Jane. Jane is yeah. one of the best rock songs ever recorded, and it's. It just, uh, I can just imagine a huge um, uh, arena singing along to that song whenever Orange Cassidy comes out. Listen, droning Where Is My Mind is also pretty cool, too. I think Where Is My Mind fits the character better, but I would agree on Jay. Yes. Uh, somebody's asking me about how many eye drops are going to use. Uh, as many as I need to. <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go. So uh, I'll do however many I, I need to. And also I want to address this, but even though it wasn't a super chat, somebody says, Sean, you claim to have known about Brian being added to the edge match at Mania in February the other day. If that's the case, why didn't you report it in February? Because I can't always report things as soon as I hear about them. I'd burn sources. I would expose people like that, that, that maybe only a few people knew about. And I couldn't get a confirmation of, hey, this is for sure happening at WrestleMania, I got a lot of information that was like, Brian's being added to this. Brian's being added to this. I just didn't feel comfortable uh, reporting it. Uh, there's Right now, there are probably about five or six different things that Robert knows that you guys don't know that I've just said, hey, guys, be ready for this Hall of Fame induction. Be ready for this. Be ready for this. Can't always do that. Sometimes you got to cover you gotta cover your sources' asses, unfortunately. 
Sean Gray says, did I read Con licensed a song uh, by the Pixies for OC? Tom Waits, now the Pixies. Say what you want about TK, but that rules. Does. And um, the, the Jungle Boy theme. Yeah, too. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus, man. Uh, I hope this is a continuing trend. I like the use of licensed music. Look, nothing beats a good Jim Get Johnson Fred Durst theme. and put him in your video game, Tony. Uh, absolutely. I mean, there is a market there. Honestly, he's been in more video games than some of the members on their roster, even the ones that That's were true. in WWE. That's very true. Um, let's talk about Ty Conti and Nyla Rose, because I think this is a good spot to do it right after the women's stuff. Ryan B. Jam says the women were gold tonight. Fantastic match between Conti and Nyla. Right now, Ty Conti is the most super chatted thing on our show, with mm. good reason. Now, there were some spots in that match where I thought it looked clunky. I didn't like um, – I don't like the spot where Nyla Rose leans over the ropes – it's better than the Del Rio spot, but it's also weird. But other than that, Ty Conti needed to win this match. I I watched this and I was like, if Nyla wins this, it feels like, it, I don't want to say like three steps back, but like a baby step back. You know what I mean? We've seen it. We've been there. But Ty Conti wins and it's like, oh, okay, they're ready for her now. She She's ready to do this. And uh, Evan Wright says the Ty Conti win popped me out of my seat. I was very surprised by it. I feel like maybe they were going towards a different finish, like a surprise one. But as Eloquent says, that Hammerlock DDT, oh boy, yeah. I love that. Sorry, Andrade, come up with something else. <laughs> they called it the DD tie, and they called it that twice, and they made sure to get it over, even despite Jim Ross saying, yes, folks, he did say DD tie and kind of playing it off. Yeah. This is great. I've said this before. She is the most improved since leaving WWE. It's almost like the uh, inverse of Miro. I, I think she is just fantastic. I don't know how she seemed so inept under the WWE banner because if this is what she was bringing to the table, they should have just let her run. She could be in the NXT women's title picture right now, but they lost her. T- Tom Pritchard would tell me that like one of the things he didn't like about WWE's new method and why he didn't end up sticking around there is because it was like very cookie cutter. Like They got the managers in there taking bumps and doing roles and all kinds of shit like that that they don't need to be doing. And everybody's going through the same classes and all that type of stuff. Eloquent says, shame on WWE for not using Ty Conchi. Yeah. Tom Pritchard is like, man, some people just don't get it. Some people, quite frankly, you're, some people are never going to learn a back body drop, so never have them take a back body drop. Triple H, I don't think we would ever accuse him of being inept in the ring, but he has said, uh, you know what I don't like doing and I pr- try to never do? I try to never do the ring post spot. That we see Braun Strowman doing every single week. That we see literally everybody doing. Everybody. Yeah. Like Triple H doesn't like to do that. There are certain things that people don't like. Um, This was an important win for Ty Conti, and I'm glad that she got it. Carl says Thunder Rosa, Britt, Cheetah, Riho, Jade Cargo, Red Velvet, Ty, Anna Jay, Swole, Nyla, Statlander. The division is looking great. I mean, yeah, Jade Cargill's got some, got a ways to go. I think Riho is best not used at the top of the card. Red Velvet's got a lot of work to do. Uh, Anna Jay is hurt. I'm so glad Big Swole is back. Me too. I am so glad Big Swole is back. Um, 
Ryan B. James is how do you think that Jade would be a good fit with the pinnacle down the line? I don't think she'd be a bad fit. I think she would add an element to that group that they might be missing. Quite frankly, every group in the company might be missing right now. I, I mean, you could you could argue that you could make her the pinnacle's Batista, so to speak, in that, hey, you want somebody to to get an education really, really quick in pro wrestling? Well, it'd be pretty handy to get that from Sean Spears, Dax Harwood, Cash Wheeler, MJF, and Tully Blanchard. Yeah. I mean, geez, man. Um, Evan Wright says, Kanji belongs with Juice Robinson for post-WDB greatness. I think she could get there. Yeah, what, happened get there. With, what happened with Juice Robinson, I don't think anybody saw coming but the people that trained with Juice Robinson. They saw it coming. And I had people tell me back then, and I was like, really? Really? <laughs> I couldn't have possibly predicted that no. Juice Robinson would be this amazing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Nergru says, the show was great and all, but I missed Maki Ito. Well, I missed Maki Ito, too, and she actually got back to me the other day. She had her Twitter hacked, and I had reached out to her. I was like, hey, just, just checking on you. People were worried. This sweet soul said, tell everybody I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make them worry. And I'm like, oh, God damn. She's great. Well, God. what a sweetheart. She really cares about the Sims, Sean. She does. She does. (laughs) I wanted to say that I think that um, one of the things that that was cool about this match and and Ty Conte winning it was uh, Nyla Rose went on um, a run in that tournament where where she beat Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker in back-to-back matches. And I think that that builds Nyla to a point where you can have Ty Conte go over her and it means more because we've already seen her take out in the tournament the two women who delivered that amazing match last week. So there's a lot there. Well, let me tell you what I didn't like. All this post-match stuff. I did not like that at all. Um, We talk a lot about the all-friends wrestling stuff. Several of those early hires on the women's division felt like that. I mean, bless Leva Bates, great, great woman, very entertaining person, but the in-ring was not there. Allie, the in-ring was not there. Awesome Kong, the in-ring was not there. Uh, Brandy Rhodes, I thought, actually, the in-ring was kind of there, more than I expected, but that wasn't that, that didn't go the way that they wanted it to go. So a lot of those early hires, uh, all right. If, if Allie is being used here to help get Ty Conchi over a little bit more, I'm fine with that. Uh, Ashita had come out, then Allie came out. I did think that... You know, it made sense for Matt Hardy to say that tournament was a sham because Allie wasn't in it. But also, you had Nyla Rose right there who made it to the finals of that tournament. So, like, that line was a little weird. I think they're constantly trying to have so many moving parts that sometimes things do get lost. Allie's great, and I do think with the way Impact was using her, the fact that she went to another company and then didn't get used felt weird it's good to see her being used but matt hardy and this weird okay everybody's got a group and everybody kind of gets custody of the butcher the blade and the bunny depending on what (laughs) month it is it it felt weird i do hope this is the start of something for her but if not you gotta start looking at okay who do you not cut bait per se but put to the back burner in terms of oh well they can be something and i think this is make or break for Allie. Yeah, I, I think so as well. And we'll talk a little bit more about her later. Uh, Samuel Guloy says, I like how Dark Order came out to support Ty Conchi before her match. 
show her and Anna Jay are close. That's a thing that I like about AEW. Like you don't have to be in the group, but there there are people who get along with one another here. And they don't ignore that just because some people are involved in a group. Uh, up next, we have Sean Spears and FTR defeating Dante Martin, the Varsity Blondes. Now, before this, Christian Cage is backstage talking with them, uh, asking about uh, about Dante's partner, which I thought was cool. But Kazarian comes up and a match is set up. I, I like this. Cool. We're getting a match next week. They haven't faced each other since 2007, Robert. It makes all the sense in the world that if Christian Cage is going to fight anybody, it should either be Kazarian or Jericho. It should be somebody he's comfortable with, has experience with, and Kaz makes the most sense because Kaz can probably take the loss, and I don't know if Jericho can right now. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm digging this. I can't wait to see it. The FTR Sean Spears match was what it should be. Um, they got the win. They should get the win. But the story was the promo afterwards. I thought mm-hmm. that promo kicked ass and it highlighted everybody, Robert. Listen, I will never apologize for loving old school professional wrestling. This could have been done in uh TBS Studios in 1988. This promo was perfect. Everybody got a chance to shine. Uh, Dax might as well have been Arn Anderson for about two minutes. However much you love professional wrestling, Robert, Dax Harwood loves it one million times more. And damn, I love that. Jeez. Uh, Purple face with passion. God, I love him. He's so good. And MJF just steps up and kind of runs everybody down. Uh, Shivani tries to say, well, the inner circle's not here because you took him out, and but you know that they're hurt, and Wardlow just places his hand on Shivani's shoulder, and Shivani says, never mind. MJF just sort of pats him on the cheek. He tells the uh, Pinnacle, I got gifts for you next week because we're all going to get championships. This was great. MJF told TSN he is ready for people to see Sean Spears shine. He told uh, TSN that he loves working with Tully. This is as good as it gets, and it's even better than I could have thought. Uh, Shivani caping for the inner circle will never not be funny to me. Uh, Evan Wright brings up Dante's match with Jack Evans. Dante is getting real good real quick. Nerd Guru says, great promo from both shows tonight. Oh, yeah. We had two really, really good wrestling shows tonight. Yeah. Ryan B. Jam said, love the 80s feel to the Pinnacles Tron and music presentation. I don't think it's a coincidence that that, that like key or tone of electric guitar was used that has that has horseman vibes to it. Mm-hmm. This ruled. And let me tell you. There's a whole lot of people online that were like, <laughs> Sean Spears is no better in AEW than he was off in WWE. You're looking bad right now, people. You're looking bad. Uh, as as Andrade told, was it Primo or Epico? I can't remember which it's one he was talking to. Epico. Told Epico, uh, I'm just tired of sitting and catering every week. It's not about the money. Eloquent says proud and powerful versus FTR will be fire. Yes, it will. Oh, hot dog. I just want them to announce blood and guts. Like if if we can just get there where they can say the words. Got to build to it, man. And and I think the closer we get to fans, I, I don't doubt that this feud continues until September. 
and all out. I mean, all out, that'd be a good opportunity. But I could also see them wanting to main event dynamite with that because it's probably going to be a main event of whatever whatever it's on. Um, Team Taz promo. They talk about Brian Cage apologizing for everything they did. This was this is okay. It was a good way to get them on TV, I thought, and and I thought it was executed well. This was fine. Uh, they seem lost now that they're finally not fighting Darby. It seems like it's they don't know what else to do. So the infighting I can do without because they're just forming as a group. But this is good for what it was. Yeah. Um. If they if they actually do go through with splitting Cage off from the group. Um, there's something that I really want them to play with, which is that he is currently the FTW title holder. That's Taz's FTW title. And if he splits off from Team Taz, but insists on keeping the belt himself, Taz hiring a never-ending series of goons to go after Cage's FTW belt could be a lot of fun. I don't know, man. Who needs a never-ending series of goons when you've got Hook? (laughs) I think Hook should be the guy to eventually take it off of him. I think Cage should just like run through everybody for like a year and a half until Hook comes and takes his old man's belt back. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Scorpio Sky says he's challenging Matt Seidel next week on Elevation. Cool. Yeah. Uh, Orange Cassie and Chuck cut a promo. They say they're not done with Kip Sabian and Miro. Well, that sucks. Uh, wish they really wish they would be. <laughs> could you, could uh, you could you please be though? Yeah. Could, they're gonna, could you, they're gonna yeah. have an arcade anarchy match, which cute name. Uh, I hope this is nothing but a bunch of II arcade machines of uh, Retromania just being smashed all over the place. <laughs> this could be good. This yeah, I think it. I think it will be good. I think it'll be very good, and hopefully, it's that's, the return of Tremperetta. Yeah, and also it's the blow off to this whole thing. Oh like, fuck! I hope so. <laughs> yeah, pardon my language. Farts Piggy 66 <laughs> says, where do you see the FTW title going? To you, Farts Piggy 66. God let, me, let me ask you, is that the year you were born? If so, I respect you for never growing up. But um, I, I don't know. And I'm not sure that they know. It seems like just something they brought back to bring back. It I will also- be the... The centerpiece of the third hour of television, Tony Khan said it, and I'm holding him to it because I'm sure even though we got another show announced tonight, that ain't the third hour on TNT Tony Khan was talking about. So and let's I, I see bet, where we go. And I bet you they're filming that live event, that house show. Like I said, they want to get those those content hours up because as we see now, you don't even have to necessarily have a robust library to get a major streaming deal because Peacock doesn't seem to give a shit. <laughs> oh God. I, I Peacock, I'm surprised with how much uh, editorial work they're just they're doing. I get why, but I'm surprised. <laughs> um my God. Uh so uh, Evan Wright says, think they smash old WWF arcade machines? They could. I hope they, so. They could. I mean, that, leave, leave whatever you do. Leave Sunset Riders alone. That's that's precious. Yeah. Oh man, I love that game. Yeah. I that's one of my favorite games of that's all so time. Good. So good. Uh, QT Marshall promo. This was it, it happened. I don't know how I feel about it. He's like, okay, I went out of Cody's shadow. I, okay, so there were a couple people I mentioned. I thought it was weird to say I don't need to be taking unnecessary bumps. And I was like, that's that's a little too cute for me. 
And I had people say, well, here in the UK, that means something. I'm like, well, what? First off, we're not in the fucking UK. We're in America. And somebody said, oh, well, you know, bumps and bruises. People use that took a bump. I'm like, not really. I don't ever hear somebody say took a bump in the supermarket the other day. (laughs) And there's a reason, a reason why you don't ever hear this in wrestling promos. Not because it's a great, great line, but because it's a wink, wink, wink. Wink, wink, bumps. I, I mean, he could have just said taking unnecessary damage. That's it. He's getting a, a an exhibition match with Cody next week. I I don't know. I don't know. Stephen Corton says that I missed the trios match, or am I just an eager, eager McBeaver? You're eager, bud. Um, but this this happened. I don't care about this. I it's getting to the point now where I kind of wish. Cody was as selfish as his entrances make him look because he should be in the main event all the time. He does not need to be doing random matches. He doesn't need to be in the ring with QT. QT was a friendly hire. He's Cody's assistant, whatever. I don't care. This, this is a miss with me. Yeah. Um, he showed his wife in the crowd and talked about a lot of things. And I'm like, you were chasing Allie on the say. show. Now, I put out there, what did she think of that? And people said, maybe they're swingers. Maybe they got an open relationship. And I'm like, That's well, That's fair, fair point. Don't, fair point. That's And, and they ain't got to say shit about that on the air. I don't care about that. Well, what I mean, if that's the case, then his line about like you got to go home to your wife, but I had to stay here work overtime, and my wife was sleeping alone. Yeah, that's what you think, QT. You she was sleeping alone because you were chasing the bunny. <laughs> yeah, you were going full Elmer Fudd, chasing <laughs> the bunny around. My God, it was it was uh, wabbit season for so it, long in it, AW. It was. It sure was. Uh, Six man tag. This was uh, oh. It was very fast-paced. There were some spots that I think they absolutely didn't need. Um, again, I thought the, the promo even outshined the match or the, the after stuff did, but uh, there were a lot of people that were very excited about Laredo Kid coming in. I was too. Uh, Molly Bell, the great Molly Bell, says, can we have the match with two Ray Phoenixes forever, please? Laredo is ridiculous. Had me smiling big the whole time, and that story, brilliant. Uh, this match was what you would expect out of this. I thought Brandon Cutler did a fantastic job in this match, especially this was a, a breakout performance for him. Laredo Kid getting the win, I thought was a nice, hey, here you go. Uh, we're having you fill in, but we're giving you some shine. Yeah, and it's about as good as a Young Bucks Lucha Bros match. Yeah, they ran through it quick in uh, 2019, but... There's a reason they started with those. Those are great. Those are easy. Those are fun to watch. I agree with you in that the main event or the aftermath kind of overshadowed this. But how can you complain when it's these six guys? And like you said, Brandon Cutler got some time to shine, which shows maybe he is a little more than the BTE cameraman. Stephen Corton says, I think it, uh, thank you for the very generous super chat, Stephen. Says, I think it's time to quietly break up Death Triangle. They've been a faction for about a year, and they've had maybe only two trios matches. It may be due to extenuating circumstances. It's just not working. I disagree. I think that they're a threat no matter what combination they have. And when they have this extension of them, of of that, then then you, it, it works. Um, 
all three of these guys are over. I think that you keep them together here. Alex, what do you think? Yeah, um, I think you can keep them together uh, for as long as you want because they're just they're great and they're even better together. Um, I, I'm I'm I've been a huge fan of them since they were in, introduced as Triangulo de la Muerte, and I'm just like I'm I'm, I'm into it uh, forever. And and the thing about it is that that you can keep like little mini factions going throughout AEW and, and they can feud in different ways. And there's reason they can spin off. And this guy actually has a problem with this guy over here. So he gets his other two friends to back him up, but that's not actually a trios feud. It's a singles feud that has a trios match involved. I think there's a lot of cool things you can do with AEW's roster. Um, Yeah. Like <laughs> this, this match was unfortunately, I don't want to say unfortunately it was overshadowed by what I thought was a great post match thing. Kenny Omega came out. And he cut a really good promo. And this is one of those times when you mentioned WWE that I I don't think it's out of place. It was objective history. Kenny Omega was like, you picked Brandon Cutler over me. He's like, I picked you over Japan where people loved me. I picked you over WWE where I could have made a whole lot of money. And he, he, oh, it was so good and emotional. But also Kenny Omega is really good at injecting comedy into it which we would see later but he said i didn't pick AEW. i picked you two because yeah. i trusted you two this is your last chance throw them up he said throw it up for the hard camera and again contrary to taking a bump that doesn't bother me because mm. the, we know the hard camera's there yeah. they're filming it's not a hidden camera or anything we know it's yeah. there and the bucks wouldn't do it now we had a super chat earlier where um Steve, Sean Kennedy says, uh, or actually Daniel R says, predictions for Bucks Omega, would Paige join the Bucks? No, I don't think he would. I think what should happen, I think it should be like kind of a swerve and the Bucks should join Omega and they should join the Good Brothers after maybe an after match. And they are one big, happy, dominant family. And then the family that knocks them off, as I keep mentioning, Hangman Page, Lovable Losers, The Dark Order. It is is such a like dominant people versus underdog story that is right there for you. But after this, Death Triangle came out, beat Kenny Omega's ass, and he sold yes. it great through the thumbs up. Robert, lot to unpack here. What'd you think? Lot to unpack. I think first of all, the split of the Bullet Club is good. They have dragged it out across years at this point, but. Finally, seems like it's real. I think it's good. It looks like Moxley might join the Young Bucks, at least for some one-off matches, maybe for that house show that they're doing on the 9th. Um, it odd to me that Gallows and Anderson couldn't save Omega in time. Maybe they just weren't expecting <laughs> the super kick. Maybe they're in well, on it. Who really We know knows? Gallows wasn't catching a kiss. He's not allowed to for a full week. Well, uh, yeah, so we, we won't know. He's but, not allowed to beat off for a full week. It must be killing him because, as we see on DTE, that's about all they can think about. Yeah, it is. It <laughs> is. Evan Wright says, I say, F it, Omega and uh, the brothers versus Okada and Bucks. I don't know if that fits. You know what I, I mean? I, if you're going to put anybody, it would be Ibushi because there is the history of the Golden Elite. They did a main event all in. So there's that history there. And uh, Omega loves bringing up Ibushi. He said he was better than him on Impact. He's he loves bringing it up. They're gonna do it one day. 
It just remains to be seen when. Uh, Sean Kennedy says, do you think they're doing a slow build towards Archer versus Cage with Sting as a catalyst? I, I wonder if their styles are a little too similar. You know what I mean? Like Archer and Cage have great matches with a lot of people. I wonder if their their styles are a little too stim- similar there, Robert. Yeah, I, w- I would say so. And undoubtedly one is going to try to do a springboard moonsault. And I just don't think it should happen in that match. So um, we got the Moxley-Eddie Kingston promo. Loved it. It was good. I, I do wish that Kingston wouldn't have like pat himself on the back for the tacky shirt comment. It's like, we got At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill it from the original comment like just calling it a tacky shirt you didn't have to say "Ooh, did that sting i hope no shit that's why you said it man but uh (laughs) he's broken something i love it moxley is like tapping his cast while he's like yeah yeah something and eddie kingston's like i just love that he 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 know he the doc told him it was a broken tibia but he doesn't it's a broken a broken something. I don't know. I, what, what, I, bro, I broke something. I broke a lot of things. I just I Eddie Kingston's promo style will never not be fun to me because it's just like he's just he's he's a friggin' Goodfellas character that yeah. got dropped into the world of wrestling, and I I love every minute of it. Dante V says, I hope they do smash an old WWF arcade machine so all the AEW takes too many shots at WWE crowd can lose it on Twitter. Is I it- don't even. I don't even think you risk showing WWE intellectual property on on your show. No. Correct. And then you got to think about, man, I'll take them. But why got to smash them? I'll like, I got room. I'll, I'll put them yes. somewhere. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> when, when it comes to WWE, if it's WWE arcade games, if yeah. you're smashing one, it better be one of the mid nineties game. If it's WrestleFest, yeah. I'm no. going to be mad. Yeah. I'm going to be mad. Daniel R says, should AEW bring in special talent for pay-per-view matches? a la Jushin Liger at takeover Brooklyn. I think it'd be great, uh, like Laredo Kid versus Chris Jericho. They do. They do fairly regularly. They brought in Maki Ito. They, yeah. they brought in people like this. They, they do it fairly regularly. Um, so, yeah, they, they will continue to do that. Ryan B. Jam says, in my opinion, chemistry between Mox and Kingston reminds me of Benoit and Eddie. It's so effortless and how good they are together. I think they have way better chemistry on screen than Benoit and Eddie. I, I don't remember Benoit and Eddie necessarily having that type of chemistry from a friend's standpoint. And quite frankly, they barely referenced that until it was convenient for WrestleMania 20. Right. Like they, they brought that up in a rush and they were playing off of a very, very smart audience there. I think it's a decent comparison 
these two they they gel in a different way because they have yeah. more charisma than the other two ever had. Eddie found it later in life. Chris never did, and I think these guys just have it in spades. Cardenas says Jimmy Omega versus El Hijo del Vikingo. Yes, uh, please. I would love that. Uh, Slim Saint says Dark Order is the Bad News Bears of AEW, and I love it. That is a great comparison. They and really are. John Silver, unfortunately, dislocated his so- shoulder midway through this match. And you could tell when, when he hit that goddamn guardrail, I bet. Filthy. This match was really, really good. Uh, my question is Sting, you old shit. What are you doing? Dark Order wasn't bothering anybody. And if yeah. you were that worried, why wasn't why wasn't he out there to begin with, Robert? He just looked like an old shit. This felt very weird. Like it, it's like an old man that's paranoid and has been screwed over a lot in life. He's like, I don't know. I see a group. I see a group. Of dark, dark orders, dog. Better not be shitting on my lawn again. It, it's like I understand it. Look, this guy who has faced uh, off against his own groups, the Minimum Mafia. He's dealt with the NWO. He's dealt with the Horsemen. He sees a group of guys, and he just thinks, oh, that's trouble. Darby needs my help. Let me gingerly walk out there and let them know that I'm here with the baseball bat in case anything happens. Fair point. This match was really great. Darby Allen wins. Didn't, I mean, you know, the schmas at the end where you get Matt Hardy's group running in. What, oh, what, okay. What was this? I, I don't need this. I don't need this. Um, what we do need is the story. The legend of, of AEW continues and just starting now on TNT. It's the legend of Tarzan. The, the yeah. poor man. Oh, listen. just so great. Shivani nailed it because he forgot what movie he was pitching. So he said the legend <laughs> of AEW. And it's good. I don't know why we did the Go Home Show spots. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I, I'm not interested in the Hardy group getting some yeah. top spots because it just seems like they're all over the place. They are kind of acknowledge that they get overlooked. I think Hardy versus Darby can be great because who better than a Hardy to tell Darby Allen, hey, slow it the fuck down. Yes. You're, you're, you're oh, going to get hurt. Especially after that suicide dive that Matt Hardy took. Oh boy, did he eat one there? That was a highlight. But to me, it's like, all right, okay. I I don't know if I need the the run, run, run. This person runs out and attacks. This person runs out and attacks. Yeah, I'd rather have that than a distraction roll up. I'll tell I'll tell you that much. But I also don't want them to rely on that either. Uh, Eric Rivera says I think Cage might be built as Darby's Lex Luger uh, allies, but always capable of turning on him at any point. I think there are better options for that. I thought that MJF and Cody were better options for that, quite frankly, uh, where Cody knew that his friend was a piece of shit, but it was his friend. Uh, Steven Dennis says, if they smash anything, it should be arcade cabinets running WWE 2K20. You would imply that anyone would actually go to the trouble of modding their arcade cabinet to run that piece of shit game. You would imply that anything can even run that game properly. (laughs) that's the botch <laughs> like uh yeah the crowd's giving them a you fucked up chant because they can't get the game to boot up oh a bummer yeah i would have definitely shaved off some of this uh this like this the show ending so to speak i it just I, it didn't it didn't gel it felt like a different show and a different angle entirely it did i i wasn't much for it but 
Um, you know what else I would shave off? Oh my god. Pubes! <laughs> Pubes, Alex! <laughs> Manscaped.com Code Fightful. Alex loves it. Oh! I was at my barber's the other day talking about Bad Bunny. Oh, Shave him. I'm just kidding. I'm just, <laughs> just joking, Ryan. But let listen. Listen. <laughs> how do I how do I even segue in and out of that? If you <laughs> I I've, I've almost stumped myself here. <laughs> if you want your barber to take notice of your fantastic pubes and say you know what? I've noticed that your pubes are great. I think I'm going to start start using manscaped.com code Fightful. Well, you should. Because Manscaped is here to ensure the party in your pants never stops, especially over spring break. They are dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with the Essential Lawnmower 3.0, waterproof cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations. But they've got that advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped on that third-generation trimmer with the ceramic blade. (sighs) It's safe. You're not going to look like Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa last week. Well, your balls won't. Uh, Although, I mean, quite frankly, if they ever looked like that, I mean, I think you'd be doing pretty good. Even, even Even covered in blood, I think they pulled it off pretty well. But that's neither here nor there. Manscaped.com goes <laughs> Avoid those bloody accidents. Avoid the thumbtacks. Avoid the tables and ladders or whatever you're using, if anything, to keep your pubes trimmed. Don't ruin any vibes this spring break or upcoming summer with some peaking pubes coming out of your swimsuit. Be sure to use the Crop Cleanser Body Wash to keep your hair and skin feels healthy and fresh. Use manscaped.com. That code Fightful get 20% off plus free shippings. Crop Reviver Ball Toner. The spray-on testy toner that's designed to give your boys a little slice of heaven. 20% off and free shipping with the code Fightful at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Using the code Fightful. Um, but I digress. <sighs> Segway appreciation super chat. That was not one of my best, but um, <laughs> week three of Alex's theater class. This should be a Fightful Select <laughs> feature. It should be. Uh, Evan Wright said, Silver using the Queen Slayer ruled. Yes, it did. Uh, there was a lot of cool stuff there. Um, uh, I, th- I feel like there was another super chat there about the Queen Slayer, but I really, really like that. Um, that was that was such a good nod. Uh, I think it was one about the counter into that. Such such a good touch. Todd Ball, <laughs> boy, could I have used this super chat a few minutes ago? I just saw Hardy and company coming out as continuing on with Hardy wanting to take the Dark Order out. Yeah, that makes sense, but I don't know if I always need it. it- it's something that they lean on way too much kind of like me in these eye drops after lasik uh nerd guru says i wish we lived in a world where we get darby versus jeff hardy you can nearly kill themselves worst match yeah nerd guru you're uh i don't know if i'd be wishing (laughs) 
for such a, a gruesome, gruesome match. Yes. I mean, at this point, Hardy's got a few years on Darby. He's, yes, he does. I, I don't know if we need to see those two in that kind of environment. Jay Blood says, can you imagine a Dirty Deeds entrance for Moxley Sandman level sing-alongs? I'm not an ACDC fan, but yes, it would get over very, very well. Dilo Diggs says, Cross and Lorcan beat the bejesus out of each other. Well, let's talk about NXT, my friends, because NXT had a pretty good show as well. Um, the The show kicked off with Zoe Stark and Io Shirai against Dakota and Raquel. Raquel went over strong like she should have been. Jeez. She had to. When, and, oh, Alex... Did you think some shenanigans were coming when she hit the one-arm powerbomb and she didn't go for the pin? Yeah. Because I, I did. But then I was like, oh. <laughs> They're going to make it more impressive. She's okay. pick Zoe Stark up for another one, sees Io Shirai on the apron, and deliver a big boot while carrying Zoe Stark in the one-arm powerbomb position, then do the powerbomb, and then get the pin because Raquel Gonzalez is booked as strong as anybody. Yes. Also, it was eloquent that mentioned the John Silver reversal and the Queen Slayer. Wanted to give him a shout out there. This was a a great, great way to start things. Somebody asked me if I watch both shows. Yeah, that's why we start at 1030. I watch yeah. both shows, skip through the commercials. Uh, Raquel doing that boot to EO, then hitting that powerbomb again. Hot damn perfect. That yeah. was perfect. Can't say anything negative about that. Um, what I will say something negative about is the way that they're going into the takeover tag team title match. So we're going to segue out of this tag team match. And I also like that Zoe Stark and EO are like a team. They're yeah. just a team now because you need more teams. Yeah, and sure. I'm, I'm completely fine with everybody having a team. Sure. Sure. Later yeah. on, we see Mercedes Martinez backstage replacing Jesse Kamea. Rafael Garcia says, I need one uh, her to be a one-man APA in NXT. I do, too. I love but when that. She says, when she says, no deal, and then she goes, give me the other half after the match. I'm like, that is the definition of a deal. No, no. What she says is, I won't do it for this. This is half. I'll get the other half after, after, after the match. And they they truncated the the thing that happened afterwards because it was on it was they posted the whole thing online. Robert Stone says, "I don't have any more money. Do you have any cash?" Um, and she's and Aaliyah says, "Not for her, I don't." <laughs> I was just like, "That's Aaliyah. She's going to murder you. <laughs> you gotta give her all your money." <laughs> so Ember and Shotzi win this match, and Aaliyah just still ain't there. Like that nope. set up for the Eclipse. She just waited and waited. Now, I would really like WWE to start doing what AEW has started to do. Shoot Ember Moon tight Yes, in that. Because in, in the AEW uh, six-man tag, they were waiting on Laredo Kid for a long time. Right. But we couldn't see it. Yeah, we couldn't see them waiting. So, because yeah. they shot him tight. They need to be shooting Ember Moon tight here. That way you don't see Aaliyah turning around being like, gee, I wonder what could happen here. <laughs> But um, we got a super chat. MC Carvalho says, good show tonight. Conchi is so good. Aaliyah Mercedes versus Ember and Shotzi was not good. It was not. And what I, I don't want to say I don't like the match they're doing at TakeOver, but we mentioned it a couple weeks ago. They're already running shit back. You got the tag title match set. By the way, doing a promo in a hallway with Echo, bad idea. 
because you're not trying to be the underground brand anymore. You're, you're doing raw light stuff, but um, uh, it's uh, they've done this twice already. They've done this twice already, and it's the third. Why would Ember and Shotzi need to prove again? Well, the, the, I, I I don't know, man. The, the, the Ember and Shotzi um, are going to defend the titles. Uh, the only team that seems available to them right now that they haven't recently beat is um, is Candice and uh, an indie wrestling. So, okay, I guess we'll do that. I mean, didn't they already beat them during the tournament? But who cares? This is this is exactly why um, we didn't need w- women's NXT tag belts because you don't have a women's tag division, um, and it, you have a, a very deep roster, but you're not actually doing anything to like put people in actual teams and 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 set things up. And I mean, like there's certain things like you could have. Here's a here's a great thing. Uh, for for Ember and Shotzi to do is after the match, after they win the match tonight, you know who shows up? Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. They're not doing yeah. anything. They come back to NXT and have a one-off match, a barn burner versus Ember and Shotzi, babyface versus babyface. That'd be a lot of fun. Everyone will get into that. A lot more fun than this thing. Listen, you can do Candice and Indy versus uh, Shotzi and Ember later. Do them in April, whenever. Yeah. You don't have to do that takeover. That could be a that could be a marquee thing. Because what are you doing with with the Riot Squad? Nothing, nothing right now on SmackDown. But if they were to come back to NXT for that one off match, it would be seen as an event. It would help everybody out. But you know they don't want to do anything like that. Well, because then you can't put them in the WWE Women's Tag Title Match at WrestleMania, which will be a four-way. And how are you going to do that if they're over on NXT? <laughs> they, they, they haven't been on SmackDown in a month. That if they is. put them in the, in, the, in the Women's Tag Title Match at WrestleMania, what are you doing? They're yeah. being WWE. They're getting yeah, everybody on the I know, card. I know, I know. This would have been just fine if they did not do NXT tag titles. I yeah. had someone with the balls to say, well, they, they only got a few teams. What did you expect? Oh, my God. Them not to do it. Them to <laughs> not do it. Yeah. That's why yeah. you don't do it. My God. Oh, man. What's next? Karrion Cross and Oni Lorcan beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. My God. Uh, th- what did you think about this, Alex? They beat the brakes off of each other in that quick period, but Karrion Cross laid it in. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're, they're, they're continued to, to build carry and cross. Um, it was a, it was a, a weird thing they did with him where they, they shot him to the moon immediately, uh, had him go over Keith Lee really strong, like absurdly strong in that match where he became champion, but he hurt himself and then he was off TV for a while and they brought him back and they, they're, they're still just like, they think that the entrance, which your mileage may vary. I hate it. I think it's interpretive dance bullshit. I mean, if if I, I, I don't like they, it either, they think that that is enough to like get the whole act over by itself. That and his like soothsayer wife. That's it. Like, there's nothing. There's no. There's nothing about him that screams special at all in this presentation. He just to be just a, a slightly big dude who punches people in the back of the head, and he's got like a choke finish. I guess like I like his Saido suplex. But they're yeah. they're 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 just showing you he can beat the hell out of Oni Lorcan who can take a beating. Great, I feel bad for Oni Lorcan especially 
because Danny Birch got hurt last week and they stripped the titles from him. Like what? just out of the like immediately. It's the dumbest shit when we have seen them freebird the titles yeah. with so many other people. And it's like, oh, by the way, Dunn is doing some of this other He's shit. Doing, doing he, his other thing. He can't he can't be Oni's a tag partner. Like I, 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 unless you have a plan to like put done over all the way in that North American schmoz thing they're doing, um, then there's no reason why he can't be Oni's partner and defend the titles in a four-way match at, 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 at TakeOver. Ryan B. Jam says, question about the titles. Why didn't they have Pete Dunn sub as Lorcan's tag partner so they can keep the titles? I think anytime you vacate a title, it devalues the title. Yeah. For any reason. Yep. I especially hate it when you can avoid it no matter what. Right. And what would make Oni Lorcan even crazier? Fuck it, I'll defend them myself. Yeah. And it would be completely, completely in character. Yeah. Um, Finn Balor comes out, he alludes to the demon, but says that he can kind of control his demons a little bit. Um, you think we're getting that at, at TakeOver, Robert? Nah. I Look, he's got to lose to Cross and then bring mm-hmm. out the demon so that it means something. I, I'm kind of with you guys. I don't buy Cross right now. I thought he came in real hot last year, but lots happened. I, I would prefer the demon just because it's, it's a talking point. And honestly, I think Cross could use the jump straight off the bat, but they can stretch it out and tell the story, and I wouldn't fault them for doing so. It's one of these pseudo, like... Like, I don't want to say vampire culture things, but it's like, you know how they like those types of gimmicks in yeah. NXT. It's it's like the supernatural shit on the main roster. Yeah, it's it's supposed to be supernatural shit. It looks like lip sync night at the goth club. Like, it's there just, it doesn't, it doesn't read as anything really, really intense. Reminder, guys, leave a thumbs up. Donate your super chats. Tay Boogie says, guess I'm the only person that want the way to win the women's tag titles. I wouldn't mind if they won them. No. It's just I know that after that, we're getting that match for a fourth time and then a fifth time. <laughs> and I, the match is going to rule. It's going to be great. Yeah, it's going oh, to be a great match. Jeez, man. Um, Evan Wright says, WTF is this battle royal gimmick? Please help. <laughs> well, let me explain. There is going to be a battle royal next week. The last six remaining members of that battle royal will go into a gauntlet match. Well, you might say, how is that gauntlet match determined? Oh, by the way, it's not a regular gauntlet match. Every three, an eliminator. So every three minutes, somebody else comes out. So it's not every after every time somebody gets pinned or anything, but it is pin or submission. How are those slots determined? Well, by the order of your elimination of the last six people then that winner goes on to face Johnny Gargano. What? Yeah. Let me let me friggin' tell you something. I think this is a friggin' great oh, no. match. This is a top-notch friggin' match. Sean, you gotta get it. I know you get it. You're just playing a gimmick. Listen, it's great. There, there are some people that will, I guarantee you, will quote tweet me or Jeremy, whoever, and go, <laughs> must be stupid if you don't get this. Pretty simple to me. Seems seems pretty straightforward to me. Yeah, I get it. It's just fucking stupid. <laughs> That's it. It's just it's, it's fucking it is, dumb. It is unnecessarily convoluted, 
Um, I listen. I appreciate them like trying to say there are so many good good guys in our mid card that we want to make sure everyone has an equal opportunity. I appreciate them saying that, but I'm looking at the twelve and I can see a pretty clear six that belong in that eliminator match. So just put them in the eliminator match. You don't have to do the battle royal. And then, you, however, how do you ever do who enters first in the gauntlet match? We never see like them drawing straws backstage, but I am assuming that's how they would do that in a kayfabe setting. So just put six guys in, a, in an eliminator match on night one of the takeover, which by the way, that six man gauntlet eliminator match with the six guys I'm thinking of from the, from the original 12 is going to be amazing. And whoever comes out of that match versus Johnny Gargano on night two is going to be fantastic. But Kevin there's this, this, this whole thing where they have to add extra steps to it. They don't need Kevin Steets obviously doesn't get it, which not, not any shot at him, but he says, if six people win it, is it really Royal? No, six people aren't going to win it. There will be one person who wins it. There'll be one person. Who and wins that it. person will come in to the gauntlet eliminator last. The person he eliminates to win the battle Royal will come in second to last and so on and so on. It's just Shouldn't unnecessarily convoluted. So shouldn't the guy who loses last win? Like, shouldn't he have to enter first as like ultimate punishment for not getting the job done? Or am I trying to make too much sense out of it? You're adding another step to it. Trying, trying too much. Um, Up next, Walter destroyed Drake Maverick. This was great. Power bomb, half crab. That's a wrap. Yeah. This was how this is a squash match. I loved no, it. No chops though. Like, what are you doing, Walter? Play the hits. Play well, the hits. Hey, man. come on. We if just you, talked about come... not wanting Darby and Jeff Hardy to die, <laughs> and you're ready to sacrifice Drake Maverick. The man has had one a shot. roller coaster. He's he had a roller coaster shot. year, Alex. <laughs> Listen. Come on. We all know that he has problems with his bladder. If he gets chopped too hard, he might piss. <laughs> you know, you don't want that. Oh. We don't even know if the man has consummated his marriage yet. If, for God's if, sake. If, 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 as soon as Vince th- hears the idea that Walter's chops can make a man piss involuntarily, he'll be called up immediately. Oh, man. <laughs> uh, afterwards, Champa comes out. Um, keep in mind, he is somehow, um, 35. That man funny, has funny story. in his leg from Vietnam. Muhammad Hassan <laughs> is 39 now and looks like he's 30. Yeah. But 15, 16 years ago, Champa looked old enough then with hair to play Hassan's lawyer. I'm not even sure he was old enough to have been through <laughs> law school like most humans would have been. But... Man. You know what? When they had set up this match, I hadn't even considered, oh, they'll put the NXT UK title on the line. For some reason, that didn't even enter my mind. Yeah. I don't know why I didn't think that. But yeah, I mean, Walter's going to win, but hey, I'm all for this. Yeah. Uh, there, there's lots of layers to this thing. Um, because Timothy Thatcher wasn't, uh, was COVID protocol, um, uh, he's been kidnapped, apparently, by Imperium. Same thing with Killian Dane has been kidnapped by Imperium, which is why Drake Maverick was ran into the Imperium locker room with a golf club and why he wound up having the match with Walter. So I, I love the idea that Tommaso Ciampa just not, not only like avenging you know his friend who may have gotten kidnapped, but also well, wanting Walter's title. What he should do is 
Call the police. <laughs> that doesn't work. That doesn't work in WWE. <laughs> well, I, I, listen, I've been over this a million times on Sour Graps. Seamus framed a man for vehicular homicide and was never arrested. You know what? I do kind of like the idea. Full sail. No rules. <laughs> no rules. There, there is no. It's a. No it's an rules. independent, sovereign state with absolutely no police whatsoever. My, Kevin, my right. favorite thing about all of this is is Walter snatching the locket from around uh, Champa's uh, neck, which of course yes. has the picture of his daughter in it, and then mm-hmm. and and Champa losing his mind. Like I thought that was so added so much more to it. It's concerning to me that these factions in NXT have a penchant for. Just kidnapping people. Yeah. We saw this with Legata Del Fantasma. This I is... watch a lot of Investigation Discovery, <laughs> and if we have not found Killian Dane by now, it ain't looking good, guys. Yeah. Uh, Evan, Joe Kenda got to get on the case here or something. Evan Wright says Ciampa compared, at 35 compared to Ibushi at 38. I love the look on Ciampa, though. I uh, it, like it. It adds so much, man. He looks like he has been through some shit. It's great. Brandon Charles Powell says, I'm certain the other Imperium members felt that chop on Champa. I <laughs> yeah. felt it. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> it was so good. Nerd Guru says, shout out to Alex for a banger sour graphs. My God, do I want Shane and Braun at Mania. Chess match, please. Yes, I popped when I heard that. <laughs> I listened to Alex's show when I when I work late at night. And let me tell you, my work nights have gotten longer as a result of the fact that I listen to his shows. They're like two hours now. Uh Ryan B. Jam says, back when the men, back when men were the devil's favorite demon. Uh, congrats to Kane on the Hall of Fame nod. Both shows are fantastic tonight. Indeed, congratulations. He well deserves it. Mm-hmm. A big, big week for wrestling dentists um, <laughs> this week. Ryan B. Jam says, bring back the Mountie. He can be policed for the full set. That would be, honestly, that would be kind of funny <laughs> if Cameron Grimes hired or like, He's like, I'm, I'm getting tired of all this. Private police, full sale, and he financed them. I would, I would really, really like something like that. What else we got here? Jordan Devlin and Kashida. I like that they they protected Kashida quite a bit here. I could watch Kashida wrestle forever and ever and ever, and I wish I could. He is one of my favorite workers ever, um, but. You know who's getting the win? Mm-hmm. Jordan Devlin getting that win. Getting that win. That ego getting bigger. That head right. getting bigger. There's There was no need for Kushida to take a pinfall here, considering they already had the run-in by Legado Del Fantasma. That could have, they could have called the match after they pulled Devlin out of the, out of the ring. They could have called the match, but instead they had Kushida take the pinfall. Kushida's in that battle royal next week, and we're going to assume he'll be one of the final six. So he's got a shot at becoming the North American uh, champion, but he just lost to Jordan Devlin. Like, I don't, there's no reason to do that to him at at this particular point. Like, somebody has it out for Kushida. It's crazy. There are two cruiserweight champions in NXT, and not one of them is Kushida. What's the world coming to? Well, let me tell you, I, tonight was one of my favorite uses of a cameo legend in recent wrestling memory, period. Yep. Shawn Michaels' music hits, and I I did pop when Vic Joseph went, but why? And I was like, (laughs) well, that's something that I ask myself all the time watching WWE. Like, I find myself, if you ever watch the Bret Hart-Shawn Michaels Iron Man match, and they say they're restarting the match, Bret goes, 
Why? <laughs> That's me all the time. But Shawn Michaels walks right out. He grabs a ladder and he just rolls it in the ring. And I explained to my wife, WrestleMania 10, the two champions. And she was like, well, that's freaking awesome. And I said, yeah, it is freaking awesome. He didn't need to say a one word, Robert. What makes this better is that he slid the ladder perfectly. It stood right where it needed to, right between both guys. He just kind of smiles, walks away. This was the greatest thing of the night. And that includes everything on AEW, just because that's how you use Shawn Michaels. And Shawn great. Michaels is there, so you might as well use him. It yeah. was it was perfect. And, it's, like, I don't know if on screen he has any authority, but God damn it, he does to do that. Yeah. Um, I, I, I do love... Vic Joseph going, Shawn Michaels here in NXT. Like, I'm pretty sure you've seen him at the coffee machine, dude. Like, like he's he's there all the time. It's so weird that they insist on making the announcers super stupid about yes. things we all know are going on backstage. Uh, Josh Cardenas says, looking forward to take over more than Mania. I honestly think it's going to be a really loaded, like, week of wrestling. That week is going to be stupid with like mainstream high level wrestling like really really good i think it's going to be um incredible bronson reed beats la Knight. i don't have a problem with it at all um la Knight is a body guy who can wrestle a bit and bronson reed is better than him what this amounts to is the latest stop and start bronson reed push but yeah sure whatever i don't need a rematch at takeover though even more than that i think this amounts to Hey, look, Hero is off doing his own thing. Hey, uh, Eli, you, you want to make some money and kind of do the whole established guy who loses to everybody? That's cool. Like, come on. I mean, th- th- it could be that. It could be just the fact that, that LA Knight doesn't need the win it, against this guy here. Yeah. Bronson Reed needs it more if they have thoughts of pushing him toward a, toward a North American title run at some point, which I think he deserves. Um, I love the idea that LA Knight could could hold this as a grudge for a damn year, yeah, and just always try and get up in Bronson Reed's business. That could be a lot of fun too. I I, I don't think every new guy who gets signed who comes in should have like a six week uh, win streak and then be pushed immediately to a title uh, a title run. Yeah, not because I mean it's too formulaic. So yeah. I'm glad they're switching it up here, and I like what you said. Like he could hold that for a year, and then he can come back beat the living shit out of him, mm-hmm. kick him in the head, yeah, kick him in the head, yeah, over yep. and over again. It works. Nerguru wants main event Banks and Bel Air. Me too, buddy. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about the the visuals on NXT tonight? I don't know what you mean. Uh, specify. I'll talk about some of the backstage segments, and let me tell you one thing that I loathe, and people will say, that's a minor thing to bitch about. William Regal's office looks so goddamn fake. It looks so fake. I hate it. He's back there talking to Johnny Gargano. Um, cool. That That's all right. Yeah. Uh, backstage, Cameron Grimes is trying to buy the IP for Undisputed Era. I like this. And I yeah. like Roderick Strong just punching him. Yeah, I did. I did appreciate the 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 little seamlet between Roddy and Kyle O'Reilly earlier in the night where mm-hmm. Roddy's like, hey, you and me, we got we got to take out Adam together because screw that guy. And Adam's like, it's not about you and me, man. It's this is not about you, uh, Roddy. And Roddy's like, well, you know what? Screw Adam and screw you too. 
and like just Kyle being so defeated to be like, like, yeah, that's that's just the way I kind of expected this was gonna go. Uh, I thought that was a really good thing. And Roddy just being pissed off an hour later enough to beat the hell out of Cameron Grimes, who sold it like a champ, just yelling, Oh my god, my yeah. great. Uh, Nate Monroe asks if Kane is going to be the Hall of Fame headliner this year. That's what I hear, but um, I haven't been able to confirm that enough to run it. Uh, Pablo says, I hope Walter doesn't lose the title at TakeOver NXT UK Prelude. I want Ilya Dragunov to beat him. Yeah, I mean, I think it would make a lot more sense for him to retain it. If I were them, I would have put about six or seven matches in the can over in the UK and just run them once a month where he just kills somebody. And you know what? To me, you don't even consider taking that title off of him until there's somebody who is undeniable. Otherwise, you Bruno the guy. He's he's it. He's the thing that people tell you to tune into NXT UK for. The only thing. All due respect to the rest of the roster. Uh, Rampage is good. He's good. I'm yeah. assuming this is in the can because obviously Walter's in Florida with the title. So I'm assuming he wins. I think the Chompa match will be better, but it'll be a good week for Walter in April. Trent Gaspard says, great promo. Kyle O'Reilly sleeping like a baby for the first time in almost four years. He must have got that Helix mattress with the code Fightful. <laughs> Goddamn right he did. And Nerd Guru said, absolute masterclass promo by Colin O'Reilly. It's stuff like this that WWE lacks. Feuds that, that matter, that don't have titles, makes it all matter more. Well, Randy Orton and Edge were doing a lot of this last year, and they were doing really great at it. But this was outstanding. This was something that made me care. Adam Cole was like, where do you think you would be? Where do you think you would be without me? I wish he would have said, hanging out with Davey fucking Richards and Tony Kazina in some Legion Hall somewhere is what he should have said. Uh, and I, I, Kyle O'Reilly is one of the best workers in the world. But let me tell you, the upgrade that came in his career – when he was hanging out with Adam Cole versus hanging out with Davey Richards and Tony Kazina, a little bit of a difference there. And we got to see what that man could do on a grand stage. And he deserves this. But Adam Cole was like, I sold the shirts. I had the historic reign. You were just there. And Kyle O'Reilly's like, well, you know what, man? I'm over all that. I'm over jumping people. I'm over being immature. I'm ready to grow up. This is what I'm doing. This kicked ass. This was a main event promo, Alex Palowski. Oh, one million percent. Like a cold, like pushing it so hard, like f- forcing himself to be super angry and indignant yeah. over a thing, lying through his teeth about everything that he's saying. Like he, he can say that about Kyle Riley, but he knows Kyle Riley is the better wrestler than he is. Yeah. He knows he is. That's why he's scared. Like that's that's a that's a great heel promo by him. And Kyle O'Reilly to to, to after like Cole is a nine or a ten throughout his entire promo. Kyle O'Reilly starts at a one, and that's how you <laughs> do that's how you do a, a, a contrast in this in this scene. It's great, and I love his thing where he where he comes down and he says, "Kyle, you're just a selfish prick who used his best friends," and that's so sad. Like that kind of feeling. Like I'm not I'm not pissed because I'm jealous of you or anything. I'm sad because you threw away three years of four brothers working together to be the best in the world. You threw it all away because of your petty envy. Like I, that's, that feels more real to me. And I, I love, 
I love where this is going. This match is going to be awesome. I love that it's a what, non-sanctioned. We, yes. we, <laughs> we can't be held liable for anything you do to each other. Like I, I think it's going to be great. I, I'm going to nitpick a little because I, I've heard that this is great. Obviously, I was focused on Dynamite. But it's weird to me that William Regal's like, oh, yeah, well, if the cops let him go and they come back here, I have a solution. And my solution is, to give you a fight where we will hold no legal responsibilities, so you might as well go fight in the street. It's it's yeah. odd to me, but other than that, I heard this is great. Well, I mean, he said he had they, had, they were going to have consequences. I thought the consequences are that they have to do a uh, contract signing in the main event. That that does sound pretty bad. Carl Zizi says 1994, back when ladder matches were men. <laughs> uh, I love it. Uh, at a, a Ryan B. Jam says, we witnessed a miracle, guys. No Sting interview that was interrupted. Hallelujah. Instead, Sting interrupted somebody else. He's like, how does it feel? <laughs> Unreal. Unreal. Uh, you still guys still have a couple minutes to get in Super Chats, but Kevin Langoff says, an idea I have. What a Friday. Sasha says to Bianca, we're not getting the main event because you're a rookie and I'm a star. Adding this hashtag to the storyline, keeping us wondering. Uh, I mean, I mean, they, it could a little bit, but if they add it to the storyline, it better not keep you wondering. They better get it, and they better get it anyway. Well, look, this is the issue with having, at any given time, four world champions, because now you have two brands, and the women's matches are considered world championship main events as well. You don't want to short anybody, but now you're going to piss a lot of people off if you don't main event one of those nights with Banks and Belair just because you think, well, Lashley deserves it, and he absolutely does, but this ain't the year. Sorry. You know, and Drew, you got it last year. Nobody was there, but so what? That's what makes it more special for you. Yeah, uh, we didn't mention earlier Cody Brandy getting a reality show. Yeah, that's cool. cool. Good for them. More power yeah. to them. This is not the third hour, guys. Of, it's of only this. a half an hour show. It doesn't <laughs> yeah, work like that. And uh, good news oh. for everybody. MJF behind the scenes footage. That's what we all want. Yes. Uh, guys, leave a thumbs up. Please subscribe. I got that interview with MJ or not MJF. I wish I had another one with MJF dropping soon, but I got EC3 dropping tomorrow. Uh, over the past year, I've talked to him about getting cleared from a concussion. I talked to him while he was in WWE. I talked to him after his WWE release. I talked to him when he signed with Ring of Honor uh, or when he popped up in Ring of Honor. Now that he has signed in Ring of Honor, uh, always a lot to talk to him about. And also that interview with Sledge. Check it out, guys. Um, we also have Robert DeFelice here every single day writing about wrestling. Every Robert. single day. All day. You know, <laughs> It I, is all day. There will be an interview coming from me with uh, Gregory Iron just in time for The Collective. So that is coming soon. Can't wait for you guys to hear that. That is going to be awesome. And yeah, I'm here all the time. Keep supporting. Follow me on Twitter up there at Dude Felice. And yeah. Yeah, uh, I was able to interview Gregory Iron last year in Cleveland. I was so happy that you were too, because boy, has his career changed in that one 14 months. Oh my God, he's been through so much stuff. And I was glad that you were able to talk to him. Ryan B. Jam says, Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly is going to be fantastic as Triple H versus HBK SummerSlam. HBK's return match. That is pretty high praise, but I think those two can pull it off, to be honest with you. Alex Palowski, tell the people about Sour Graps. Uh, yeah, I do Sour Graps uh, twice a week. On Tuesdays, I talk about Raw. On Saturdays, I talk about SmackDown. 
And on Tuesdays, I'm usually angrier than I am on on Saturdays. But that that's being that's changing. It's all in flux. Uh, you can find me on uh, uh, on the Twitter at Alex Sourgraps. Well, let me tell you how excited I am. I hope NXT goes to Tuesday because I do not like doing hour and a half shows on Wednesdays. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we will have an announcement about that whenever that gets announced. Please leave a thumbs up. I can't tell you how important that is. Check out our other shows. Listen to your boy today. Until next time, we're out. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.